Hello and welcome back to the Ramsrider podcast. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on here, um, but it's me and Chris again. Going to discuss a little bit about, obviously, Sheffield United, the last pre-season fixture that we've just played. There's a bit of interest in Max Bird, Martin Waggon. Is he going to sign? And of course, we look forward to Wigan at the weekend, the first game of the season. Chris, good evening, mate. How we doing? Are you looking forward to Saturday? Good evening, Simon. Good evening, viewers. Um, or listeners, should I say? I am. I am. It's uh, the pre-season, uh, as all pre-season do, seem to have dragged on, you know, with that, you know, anticipation of bodies through the door and and right up to the last minute. And then, yeah, the, the, the work's done now, isn't it? The, the, the big show starts on Saturday and uh, bring it on. I'm really looking forward to uh, Saturday. I'm looking forward to the next four or five games because we we play probably five of the big hitters that will be there or thereabouts in the league. So uh, I think it's going to be a big test and really will show us all quite quickly where we're at in this, uh, what I think is a week in Division 1. Fair play, fair enough. Um, so obviously we'll start with the Sheffield United game. Obviously the only game we lost pre-season, it was against Premier League outfit. We'll call it that because that's what they are, Sheffield United, a 3-1 defeat. Um, and to be honest, I'm not going to lie. I, I know it's, it's, I've seen a mixed bag of people's uh, views on this. Some saying we played them off the park. Some play, some saying that we were awful. Some saying you know it's a mixed bag. I'm going to go with it was a bit of a mixed bag. I felt that you could tell their quality, you could tell their class, you could tell they were a couple of leagues above us. Everything seemed to be a lot sharper with them, a lot slicker, a lot quicker. Um, and obviously the goals came from mistakes of being pressured. You know Nelson. You know, missed his cue for a back pass because he was pressured, and then the goal came from that um, to put them ahead. But you know, I felt we had a good spell in the second half for about ten minutes where we got the goal. Corey Smith, unbelievable! <laughs> Can't believe he's actually that's his first goal in like six, seven years or something daft like that. Good goal as well. Great ball in from Mendes Lang. I don't think he had that in him, Chris. <laughs> he didn't see uh, it last season, did we? The ball no, from Mendes looked- Lang like that. I think the big difference between a Corey Smith now and a Corey Smith last year, he didn't have a pre-season really, did he? He came in through the door and was rushed pretty much into the setup as quickly as possible. Um, I don't think we played particularly well, to be honest. I've, I've, I've heard other podcasts saying, you know, in particular, that Derby played really, really well. No, I don't agree. I thought we got. I thought it, it showed our few weaknesses that we have that game. One, it showed is the lack of pace we still have. Um, I thought Sheffield United played a very shrewd, quick, one-touch, two-touch game. Um, that a young lad called Asula looks fairly decent, although he couldn't hit a barn door. I've got to say, let's be honest, if he could finish his dinner, we would have got wiped, we would have been wiped off the park, mate, let's be honest. Well, well some, someone sent me the uh, Sheffield United TV uh, copy of the game, and their commentary was so biased towards Asula. They're even saying that they rate him as the uh, best up-and-coming talent in the country. And I just had to laugh at myself and giggle because, you know, he's got pace, he's got guard, he's got skill, but we know he's finishing. We, we yeah. you know, uh, apparently he's been working closely with some individual coaching. Uh, they've had some outside coaching going into the club to, to help him. Obviously, clearly, it hasn't worked as of yet. But going back to the question, Simon, look, I thought Sheffield United weren't at their full strength either. Ben Osborne isn't going to play for them 
throughout the season. Let's be honest. In fact, half of those players that played for Sheffield United, I doubt very much will get in the final Premier League squad. I think they are short of numbers um, and they're, they're trying to fill those numbers quickly. Well, going back to our boys, look, it was a great goal. You're right. Corey Smith is a great footballer. It's lovely to see him hitting the box on those uh, diagonals. It's lovely to see distribution uh, from all parts of the pitch now that's accurate and hitting that six-yard line. We, we spoke about this, didn't we, two weeks ago. If you hit that spot between the six-yard line and the penalty spot, the keeper is in no man's land. He, he has a horrible decision to make. And he froze, didn't he? The ball came in. He wasn't expecting Smith to appear. Smith appeared with a with a fantastic finish. And let's be honest, all the goals we've scored pre-season have been superb. Mm, they have. They've, we've had we've had different sorts. We've had some from set pieces. Um, we've had some, obviously, the a bit of tick attack of football. Um, I, I references. I think it was the second goal, the Mendes Lang goal against um, Stoke. Him and Max Bird, nice little bit of footwork. And we've had a lot of balls into the box, onto the heads of strikers, and now Corey Smith onto his feet, you know. And that is obviously what Paul Warren wants. It's what Paul Warren's been working on in training. You can see that. So I think now we are playing, I guess, a style of football that was played against us and worked very effectively against us last season. Because that's how we got beat was when teams did that to us. And we struggled to find it so much we were trying at times it felt like we were trying to walk it into the into the net rather than pick out that good ball so he has you know so far I, i've quite enjoyed the pre-season games i know they're only warm-ups friendlies and at the minute i still can't pick a guaranteed start in 11 you know i think Forsyth came on at left wing back uh, in the second half made a difference liam thompson i know you're going to mention it but you know i don't think he's had a good I had a good game at all against Sheffield <laughs> United. I don't. No, he got found out. He, he did, did get found yeah. out. I, I, I don't I against, disagree. Against Salford, I felt he did quite well um, playing at wing-back, but he was nowhere near <laughs> a wing-back standard. And I don't, and I, it would not surprise me to see Forsyth start there if Callum Elder, which I don't think he is going to be fit, uh, for Saturday. Um, and we'll talk, well, Martin Waggon then. We'll talk about him. Obviously, he came on. He played, I think it was about 20 minutes. And he changed the game. Or he helped change the game along with the other subs. You know, he, he, he was getting into little spaces in the box. He was put, he put a great ball across the box and there's no one there. No one, no one gambled on it, you know. And, well, we found out today that he's been offered a deal. Whether he takes that deal, I don't know. And for me, I think... Once you saw him get 20 minutes at Forsyth's testimonial, or sorry, 30 minutes, I think it was, at Forsyth's testimonial, and then obviously Warren talking about him afterwards, I think it was clear that, okay, surely there's going to be a deal put on the table here. Now, Chris, here's the question. Million-dollar question. Wag on, then. People say don't go back, but would you take him? Well, answering the question, don't go back. We had no choice to let him go because of the administration restrictions. Let, you know, let's get that one out of the way straight away. I think we all know that if the restrictions weren't as uh, mean as they were, I believe solely that he would have stayed. Um, the contracts clearly that he was on at that time was 
more than what uh, we're allowed to spend. And ultimately, he, you know, he has a young family to, 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 to consider. What I will say about Waggy is that he's a local lad. Uh, his wife is the head of Derbyshire FA, I believe, and doing a really, really good job as well. Um, I've heard some really good things about the work that she does. She's also on the board, I'm sure, of Marketing Derby. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure she is. So she has a big investment into the city. I thought he looked really sharp. Simon, I think the big difference is that Waggy spent a year in the championship last year. So although he struggled to get a place in a very good Coventry team, let, let's be honest, they got to the playoff final and were very unlucky. And they had some serious issues with their pitch as well, if you remember. They had to play yeah, they did. Yeah, some yeah, yeah. very inconsistent fixtures and had a phenomenal away record. So you can't criticise a bloke not getting into a very good top six play a final championship side so let's get that one out out the door he went to Huddersfield Huddersfield fans said he looked sharp but again you know Warnock pretty much uh, parked the bus didn't he to keep to keep them up yeah he did yeah so the likes of Waggy who is a is an attacking player he's very good at the back let's be honest Against Sheffield Wednesday in the last game of the season a couple of years ago, okay, he scored the winning goal. But if you remember some of the work he did at, um, defending, it was just he left, brave. Yeah, he he left everything out. Oh, phenomenal pitch. And and, I, I, yeah, I'm with you, Simon. I'd give him a contract. We spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. It's yeah. got to be sensible for everybody. I don't think it's going to be big amounts of money. I think the number 10 shirt has been saved uh, for either him or another body. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him announced tomorrow, Simon, would you? <laughs> no, not from the the, the message I, um, that I got back in <laughs> July, no. Um, so, yeah, I, I, the, there was a, there was, he was seen by someone I know very well. Um, they know him personally. And he said he, he wants to come back to Derby. So, obviously... Uh, don't get me wrong though every player's got a price and even Waggy will have a price you know if it's got to be right for him you know we've got to be able to offer him what he wants and it's got it's got to be right as you said Chris it's got to be right for both parties but I I can't you know he, he does really like his club he's settled in this area you know it's, it's like as you said you know his family will do stuff around his kids in the academy well, you know so he's I, played he's played more times for Derby than any other club in his career he played 111 times for Derby and scored 26 really? goals yeah Wow, uh, he was very consistent. You know, you look at his career, and people remember him at certain clubs like Leicester, uh, Rangers, Ipswich. You know, uh, he made thirty-eight appearances for Coventry over the eight, over the two years he was there. So that's still not a bad return. Um, Huddersfield, he played thirteen times last year. So, you know, he's been consistent in playing. But to, to, to rack up 111 appearances in, in three seasons just shows you how fit he was, how consistent he was. And I'd, I think he'll tear this division up. I, th- I think he'll... Ed, Ed Dawes, me and Ed spoke about it on the on the radio last night and, and off, off the, off the uh, broadcast, we both said that he's going to bring you a guaranteed 10 goals. He just will. Yeah, he will. And if, if he's give offered, say, five grand a week, and in return, you get ten goals and ten assists. You know that's a that's a very cheap contract for for that kind of um, return. So yeah, I, I'd love him through the door. I wonder if it would be a year's contract with potentially the 
possibility of an, an an extended year, depending on where we are, what the player wants to do, what the club wants to do, sort of thing. Do you not do you not do you know what I mean? Yeah, you well, he's, he's he's thirty four in January. He looks oh, fit. Okay. He looks he, does, he looks he does sharp. Look fit. He does. Do you know, considering he's not really had much of a preseason, no, he, he does look in good nick, and he did look he did look fit. He did, and I'm, I'm I'll bring him up, but I know Washington's not had a preseason. He didn't look fit. He made one good run. And then he just drifted out again. Wagon was here, there, and everywhere. And you know, people say, "Oh, yeah, well, he's, he's just doing that to play for a contract." Let's let's be honest. Waggy, you know, he got stick sometime for having bad games or not scoring as much as people felt he should. But he always showed up on the big occasions. Yeah, you know, the Sheffield Wednesday game, he showed up there. The if you remember when we played Wigan against Wigan under Philip Koku, his first season. That last minute goal he got, that flipped our season round. Yeah. So you know, and I think part of the reason was he was he was always played out wide. Now listening to Paul Warren talk about him on Radio Derby with Dominic Dietrich uh, the other day, if you haven't listened to that, you need to go listen to that. It's an interview with Paul Warren for an hour. He's on the Radio Derby. He's absolutely brilliant, funny. Um, just yeah, absolutely class. But you know, he was saying Wagon's more of a ten. Or a nine ten rather than an out and out nine. Absolutely, absolutely. So imagine a fit wagon getting fed off a fit James Collins. You've, you've I, got I, to remember. I, I know Sorry, both. On. I know both of them in the thirties, but they'd still trouble a lot of defenses. There's a lot of experience in that in that front line. A lot of championship experience as well. There's a lot of beef. There's a lot of muscle. Like what you go oh, yeah, back exactly. to what. Going back to Washington quickly before we touch on Waggy again about that run, and we've both been quite critical of him, but Warren clearly sees a player in him that he really likes. Um, that run for saying this guy is only 30% fit and got an absolute rollicking for doing that run, and also apparently got a rollicking for doing a defensive run as well, Warren was saying. Um, he was blistering over 10 he yards. Was. Blistering. Yeah. Now, Waggy's got the same pace. Now, one thing that I noticed about Waggy more than anything against Chef United, and again, you can't read too much into it because it's a friendly, the fact that his strength to hold, you forget how good he was on. His first touch seemed to let him down on the last season that we had with him. Yes, I and totally I, agree. And, and I think that was down really to tie. The guy had to play so many minutes. And towards the end of the season, the ball just wouldn't stick to him. And a lot of that can be just physical attributes, just letting you down. He, he looked shattered. But he looked absolutely sharp on it. And they were bouncing off him, Simon, when they were trying to get the ball off him. And let's be honest, that's probably one of the feistiest friendlies I've seen for a long time. I know, yeah, it was. And can I also say as well, I just want to mention James Collins that everyone seems to have written off. Do you know what? One thing, apart from you, obviously, Chris, because you love him, um, his first touch seems to have proved massively. I felt last last season when he was getting balls chucked up to him when he was on his Todd, it was bouncing off him. It was all over the place. When he's played this pre-season, I know it's pre-season, but that's where you work on things. He seems to be a lot stronger. His his first touch seems to be a lot better as well. And I don't know if he's been working on how to hold off defenders when he's trying to keep the ball up, when he's up top on his own, etc. But he's he's improved on that for me. You know, at the end of the day, I want him in the box 
scoring headers, scoring tappings from six yards out. But there's going to be times where he needs to hold the ball up to bring the midfielder into play so he can get his arse in the box. Yeah, good point. He's a two-touch tempo guy, as I used to call the strikers. His tempo is reliant on as minimal touches as possible. You don't want James Collins taking five or six, seven touches to score. If you look at all the goals he scored this year pre-season, I'm pretty sure they are one-touch finishers. I can't remember one that he's actually played more than one touch. I think the Chesterfield goal was uh, a header, wasn't it? Um, Matlock was a tap-in. Matlock was a tap-in. And that's James Collins' game. You, you you employ James Collins and you put him in a role. Stoke Stoke was ahead of as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember rightly. Single touch goals. He's not a he's not a kind of striker that you can be real, re- reliant on taking seven or eight touches to get into position to to have the ability to to take a shot. He just isn't his game. And we said this last year, Simon. And I I I wrote you know. I rose his flag above my house and I used to say that I was his number one fan and people, as you know, ridiculed me. And all of a sudden now, it's all Shrewsbury sniffing around him and all the Derby fans are berated saying, oh, we can't let him go, we can't let him go. The guy will come good this year and I thought he had a pretty good season last year, but he looks, again, 30% fitter than last year. Certainly stronger. Yeah. They all look so much fitter, but that's what happens when you get a proper pre-season. And what did Paul Warren say when he came through the door? Uh, he said the one thing he was disappointed about was he felt that the fitness of the players was not up to the standard yeah. he would have expected at that time of year. Mm-hmm. And it proved its worth. But he did say today uh, that he's been told Derby apparently used the fewest players in all four divisions, including the Premiership last season, which is, let's be honest, which is a record I never thought I'd hear a Derby County side get, you know, we've always had that reputation, certainly, of um, wheeling and dealing, training, having a bloated squad and bringing in every Tom, Dick and Harry we can. It's nice to see a bit of uh, continuity. And I think continuity will, if that stays, if you add fitness to that, fitness and continuity and add that to a system which they now have been working on. Let's be honest, the three-five-two for the last six weeks. You've got a you've got a top-two team. Yeah, so we've we've seemed to have gone totally the opposite um, because obviously the squad numbers got released. Um, was it yesterday? I think it was. And. <laughs> Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nine, twenty. We've got twenty-one players with three goalkeepers, so eighteen outfield players. Yep. Adding, Which is well spotted, on. Simon. I, I, I did, well, that's what I was doing. I thought, let's have a look how much how big our squad is, and I'm looking at it and going, well, Darren Robinson is obviously academy. Dejan Brown, I think, has been given a number, hasn't he? He's, no, he's not got a number. I was oh, quite okay. surprised at that because obviously he signed a contract. Well, let, let's have him as a, a number. Let's let's have him as a peripheral of, of may get a number. And I'm looking at the minute. Louis Sibley is injured. Yep. Callum Elder's injured. Yep. Barkhausen's injured. Yep. So that's 21 minus three. That's 18 minus three. Got that's 16. Yeah. We've got as a squad. 
Correct. And we're due to start the season on Saturday. If well, Wag you'll have... On, if Wagon signs or registers by midday tomorrow or today, because you're probably listening tomorrow, then that's that's 17, a squad of 17. Yeah, well, let's be honest. He, he will have, he'll have... <laughs> Brown on the bench tomorrow, in my opinion, to make it to make it uh, eighteen outfield players available, and then you've got obviously two keeps, haven't you? Yeah, so we are still looking a bit thin. So Wagon then would for me definite yes. I just think just let him let him come and let him do what he can do. You know, he clearly he's still got love for the club. You know, and I think he's got unfinished business here. I think he would love to get us promoted. He saved us once. He never got a chance to say goodbye. Can he now get us promoted or help get us promoted? Yeah, good point. Simon, can you remember who he played with over those three seasons? And let's be honest, some of the players he played with, as skillful as great as they were, weren't exactly team players. You know, he played so in front with he, he came in Tom under Lawrence. Mar- uh, yeah, he came in under Lampard, didn't he? So obviously he was playing with the likes of Marriott up front, New you, know, you know, you know, you never got mega assists off these guys. We never played wing backs or uh, that that were consistently bringing the ball into the areas that he is strongest at. Yeah, and he was he was playing out wide a lot under Frank Lampard, and then he moved yeah. into he moved him to a nine, and he, he I think he got hat trick or something. And I remember writing an article going, um, I remember, uh, yeah, I remember writing an article. It'd be on my website somewhere. Ramsright, I can't remember what the I think it's ramsright.wordpress.com. Um, and I think I wrote it basically saying, "Oh, look what happens when you play a number nine as a, as a, in a number nine position. You'll get your goals." And he did. Um, then, obviously, under Koku, again, he played out wide a lot because Chris Martin was was playing there. So he came in really as a ten, nine, or ten. We played out wide, so he was never really given that chance. Whereas if he if if he comes in. Under Warren, he will play up front with another man. You would have thought. I can't see him. He won't. He won't be. He's not going to be a wing back. I. I just. It'll be interesting to see if he if he gets the ten shirt, or whether he gets. I, well, uh, the, the a, ten a, shirt's a available. It is. It is. Or whether that was being kept for a another who he said today that that deal may still be back on. Um, so, that? well, who knows? He, he apparently the club that. He was signing him from change the goalposts. In about Jordan Rhodes, not the player. I presume it's Rhodes. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, so that, that's come out now. Then, so yeah, I can I can mention that. So I did actually sort of hint at somebody uh, about this, but yeah, it was the club that changed the mind. It, there, there was a deal pretty much struck and done, and then at the last minute, the club went actually never no, want to keep him. That's Neil so, Warnock for that you, was, isn't that, it? Well, yeah, and that was about Jordan Rhodes. So. I mean, well, that would be interesting. Then you've got your four strikers, and let's be honest: if you've got Rhodes, Collins, Washington, Wagle, and that's your four strikers. Yep, yep. And at, at, at the end of the day, this market that we're in—you know—Paul Warren said on his interview, it, "It's a horrible market at the minute." Um, you know, but then again, I ask, and I've said the same thing. Why? Well, I've said it a lot on TikTok. David Klaus came out, you know, we were going to get someone on uh, someone on tonight, but unfortunately we had to cancel. But They're on next week. They're, ho- they're hopefully on next hopefully. week, Chris, because um, I'm on holiday. <laughs> um, however, 
David Klaus said in an interview with Radio Derby, with Ed Dawes, that we have got a budget, a good, a good budget. Now, we've not spent a penny on transfer fees. You know, I look, I look at uh, Kane Wilson. Well, he's part of the night deal. Connor Washington, apparently, from what I've heard, is a, 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 a what you call it? Um, I think it's like a promotion. So if you get promoted with him, then we have to pay him. It's an incentive. It's, it's, an, it's an incentive, it, isn't it? That's that's it's the an, one. It's, it's, it's an incentive based one. That's it. Yeah. So we've, where's where's this good budget? And then obviously Warren alluded to this. He says, "Look, we might get money in for night, but it doesn't go into. It, you don't just get two million in, in your pot like that, it, you know." And we know all this. We're not daft. But even before we got money for night, you know, Klaus said we've got a good budget now. We haven't spent a money. Uh, you know, we haven't we haven't spent a penny, a single penny on transfer fees. So what what is the budget? I, I don't understand and. Yeah, it's a bit frustrating to get told that by your own. And I think it's just, I think because of the sh- shit we went through with Mel Morris, I just don't want this. You know what I mean? I'm always I, I'm always a little bit on edge still now. You know, if you haven't got a budget, just say, no, we're still going to have to rely on freeze because we're not under an EFL embargo anymore. That shit's gone. We're off. If you go on the EFL uh, embargo site, we are not on there anymore. Our embargo has been lifted so we can spend fees. So I, I don't understand where this budget is going unless, so in fairness, um, let's have a look. Someone said it. Someone asked me a question. Someone asked me a question on, on TikTok. Let me just find it. Oh, I'm sure they did. Uh, oh yeah, Craig Venus. He says, are you both happy with transfer with the transfer business we've done so far? It looks like Waggy is signing with two or three more, in your opinions. Will this uh, squad be strong enough or will he, will, he, will they sign a marquee signing before the deadline ends? Well, I don't know because obviously he keeps on banging on about he needs two or three players. Yeah, he's been saying that for two or three weeks now, and it's still nothing. Are you concerned, Chris, or not? I I always thought that the, the, the plan was to build a squad that was capable of sustaining a not only a promotion uh, campaign, but sustaining a position in the championship, a lower echelons, safety, uh, net as such, you know, that was always my understanding of what he was trying to recruit this season. I've seen who he's recruited, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm quite happy with his recruitments. In a League One emphasis, as in a promotion team. Mm. But I'm going to do a Nick Webster here. Good evening, Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> however, however... I'm not convinced that that squad that we have at the moment, and bear in mind you've got to add a year onto all their ages and a year of hard football of 50 games plus for most of them and their bodies, that they would sustain a potential mid-table position in the championship. And that's my only concern. The fact that we haven't, I think there's a. I, I've predicted we'll get the top two this year. I've told you what my thoughts are, who I think will be strong. Um, I'm just not convinced that he could roll with the squad he's got now, Simon, to to stay in the championship. I don't know what your thoughts are. 
Yeah, that, like well, we've just gone through the squad's tiny. Let's be honest, the squad's tiny. There's a lot of players that deals are going to end at the end of the season as well. And aging, and they're aging, as, as you said. You know, we've got we've still got a lot of players in that thirty plus bracket. And we've again, we've gone from yeah, we've gone from very young to very old. Yeah, it's like having Gary Rowett back again. <laughs> but um, it is. I, I, I think I don't know. I just as, as I say, there's just something that's nagging at the back of my head. Going, why say you've got a budget when we've not actually spent it? Yeah, now I, yeah. I get, and I and I fully understand. I fully understand. You know where we, where we were. And we are still picking up the pieces of that in, in 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 theory, I guess. But I'd rather an owner come out and say that to us that we've got a budget, but we're probably not going to spend a great deal. Um, you know, obviously the loan market has been mentioned as well. That got mentioned a couple of episodes ago, and we both said we would prefer not to have loans. Well, Paul Warren said on his interview with Radio Derby, "How many times have I plugged that interview? I should get." Loyalties for that, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he he said in that the loan market is awful. Yes, and expensive. It's yeah, it is. It's, it's why why are we you know you got it's like we've got to pay wages for players of you know that are you know potential Premier League wages or Championship wages that are highly inflated, signing on or loaning on fees or whatever it's called, all that sort of stuff. And as he said, the players just aren't out there at the minute. Because squads are still, you know, Premier League teams, Championship teams, but they're still deciding who they want and who they don't. So Good point. Good point. It, well, it is. It's it's one of them at the minute. It's just, I think, once the window's empty, or empty, once the window's closed, um, I think it's just going to be a case of just focus what's on the pitch. See how we get on on the pitch. I think, it's pointless going, oh, we should have brought this guy, should have brought that guy. You know, I mean, there was a bit of a debate on my TikTok actually at the weekend about Alfie May that, you know, 250K was what he went to Charlton for and we were interested in him. Could we could we not afford 250K or was it the fact the player wanted to stay or, or go to London or stay around London? You know, so I don't know. We don't know. There's, there's obviously, as, as again... Paul Ward said in his interview, there has been talks with players. But one thing I did like what he said, and it was quite refreshing to hear, he's not getting players based on just their skill set alone. He is basing it on them as a person, which I actually like, because I think to get out of this league, you've got to have some heart, you've got to have some fight, you've got to have some desire You've got to have some passion. You've got to be willing to take yourself to places that you wouldn't probably normally go to, or not normally not go to. But you know, you've got to take your place yourself to a place that's when you are struggling, when you are playing away on a Tuesday night at Exeter or something like that, and it's wet and horrible and cold. You've got to take yourself into that place that says, "No, I don't care. I'm pushing myself another ten percent. I'm pushing myself another twenty percent. We've got to get this win." I'm quite happy he's, he's signing players that have got the right attitude because I think under under McLaren, when we were so close under McLaren, he, well, he didn't sign the players, obviously, but Nigel Clough built a squad, not really on skill set, but they all had the right attitude. McLaren just coached them in a way that was going to get going to be effective. Yeah, 
well, Clough has always been a man management kind of guy. He did wonders at pretty much any club he's been to. Burton, Sheffield United had a good reign. Mansfield has been there or thereabouts. Derby, I thought he did a phenomenal job at, at Derby. And it, it annoys me somewhat that Nigel gets sort of left out the conversation of, of some of the best managers we've had because the restrictions that he was under and how his hands were tied and how he managed to get the lights of Bryson through the door. Um, you know, and bringing Hughes through and just, just he did a phenomenal job. So, um, but look, I, going on the budget and going back to the original point about um, David Klaus, yes, look, we're not condemning the owner at all. We think he's a great owner. Um, he saved the club. It's a wonderful thing. What what we're trying to establish is, is there a budget for Paul Ward to trade with? Or has the budget gone on wages? Is there is there something like Sonny Bradley's more expensive than we think? Um, you know, to fight off top six championship sides to get his signature, has it come at a cost? You know, Wilson from Bristol City, who I, can I just say, hasn't really impressed me, to be honest, with what I've seen of him. He's, he's um, not fit, is he? Let's be no, honest. He's no, not fit. I, say, I, think, I think he's got a lot more to come. But... Mm. I agree with you. Personality through the door, massive. It's it's absolutely crucial. Yeah, Luton definitely. Town, Luton Town. Sonny Bradley said this, didn't he, in his interview? That the, the the big key to Luton Town success over the last nine years, and he's been there for for five of them, is 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 that they've had that personality through the door that by hook or by crook they just don't give up. And I, I want a football club and I want a team. And I think we we have it there or thereabouts that will score goals from all over the pitch and will score goals in the late uh, moments of the game. You know, the late 80s, the early 90s, the game is dreadful. The weather's dreadful. But all of a sudden we pop up out of nowhere, get a 1-0 um, away win on a Tuesday night, absolutely pissing it down with rain. And those guys are on top of each other in the in the four thousand amazing Derby fans behind behind the goal. And the other thing you've you got just described to... Port Vale away last season. <laughs> you have, you've got it. Um, so I don't want to touch too much about Mr. Klaus because I'm sure he's got his his own agendas. And you know, longevity of the football club is essential. Now, whether he is the answer to longevity, I'm I'm not convinced. I've said this before. I think David's in it for a, a short term save. I think the aim would be to get into the uh, into the championship, get them established in the championship, and and then put it out for, for sale. Because I think then you've got a very attractive club. Because you can guarantee Simon, you'll be getting. If we're back in the, the middle echelons of the championship next year, you got thirty thousand every week guaranteed. That is a very attractive proposition with with the likes of Paul Warren at the helm. Yeah, definitely. Just two points. If I'm going to be ultra ultra cynical. How long can we use he saved the club? That's my only point. Yes, he saved the club. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing that. But being Nick's an owner isn't he? and he's a good friend comes of responsibility. Yeah. It comes yeah. responsibility. So what, that's, what, what, that's always that's gotta be something there. He he cannot he cannot be um what's the word? He, he, he cannot be void of criticism. He can't. We did it with Mel Morris. No one criticised Mel Morris at first. You know, we we all remember the fans were loving it. Mel Morris got the air fell on strings, all that bullshit. 
I'm not saying David Clowes is going to do that or he's going to be that, but he will at some point. The fans, you know, if it, they might bite him and he's got to take that on the chin. And second point, um, so, yeah, I mean, you, you do say, you, you know, you don't think he's in it for the long term, you think he's in the short term. Um, maybe, maybe someone from, like, the NFL or the NBA might decide to <laughs> invest in us, like Tom Brady has done Incredible story. <laughs> Incredible story. And Leeds United have been bought by... Uh, a consortium, I think, of a hundred sportsmen. Forty nine, isn't it? Yeah, they're 49ers. called the Forty ers but there, there is San Francisco Forty ers Well, it, it's a lot of Californian-based um, US stars that have bought mm. into Leeds United. I even think that uh, a certain couple of NBA stars got it. Going on, Tom Brady. I saw his video today uh, that promoting. Was, that was it's amazing. Proper American. I'm not proper American. Lie. But uh, but I'll tell you what, you can't disagree with anything he said. God, we're digressing a bit. Well, let's talk Tom Brady. The guy is a winner. He is an underdog. He did prove everybody wrong. Um, and to see him with a Birmingham, to see him wearing a Birmingham City shirt in 2023 is more surreal than what's getting on my nerves now. The Ryan Reynolds, Wrexham Rob, bullshit. Rob Mac- yeah, Michael. Oh, it's yeah. doing my tree. And I'm so glad they got pasted in uh, the US. And I hope they get pasted in League Two because it's doing my tree in. But going back to, because let's be honest, let's go back to Wrexham. They bought the league. Let's not beat around the bush. They bought mm-hmm. the league. Paul Mullin was 34 goals for Cambridge United. Then he went, did he go to Salford or did he go straight they, to Wrexham? They, they, were paying, they were paying more wages than Derby County when they won the league last year. They were Flipping paying wages, yeah. They were paying on average eight to ten thousand pounds a week for their for their players. We are not pay, We were not paying that. So this Wrexham glory story. I'm sorry, but you know we can all get into it. If we all had a pot of gold, we can all buy ourselves out of the national league. You know what I mean? I, I'm more impressed with the people like Barrow who got coached through uh, into the, into the league by Ian Everett, who did an outstanding job. And and the teams like uh, Harrogate, who outstanding job of, of coaching and Leighton you know, Orient are back as well. Leighton Orient, you know, teams who 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 have, have who have coached their way through the system and played the system, not bought. So any Wrexham fans are out there listening to it, which I doubt. But if you are, you bought the league. So yeah, let's move on. Going back to the Tom Brady thing, you would not. <laughs> yeah, that is one bet you would have never have won ten years ago. By saying no you way. went into a betting shop and went, right, I want a tenner on Tom Brady wearing a Birmingham City shirt on August the 3rd, 2023, shooting a promo. I'd have said, mate, you need to get back in that van and back into your cell and you need to go and get your medication. It's an, it, I couldn't believe it. But what, it, what I will bring on to that, Simon, is, as you know, I have contacts in the NBA, good friends in the NBA. The assistant coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers is a good friend of mine. Um, mm. The new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers, I, I, I know of quite well. The, the GM of the Toronto Raptors, I know very well. So, you know... <laughs> If, if David is looking for investors, I might get my little black book out and, and give one of those a call and, and say, you know, have you got a spare? Are you looking for a job, Chris? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just throwing out there people I know, Simon, that's all. Um, but yeah, it's just, 
yeah, name drop. But it's just it's just an incredible side circus of a story with, with Tom Brady and the 49ers program, like I said, the consortium. And you know what? It brings a bit of fun back into football. Yes, it's a bit of glamour. And if Joe, you know what if we do see Steph Curry and LeBron James at Leeds United, as much as we hate them, wow. And if Tom Brady comes to Derby watching Birmingham City in the second or third round of the Carabao Cup, I tell you what, wow. You would have never have put that in your uh, in your bucket list of things to see in your life. Tom Brady at Pride Park, would you? It, it, yeah. It's a great story and long may it continue, stuff like that. But yeah, that's true. But yeah, we have digressed. So back to Derby then. Just a bit. Um, Hector, Hector G has won on... Um, the TikTok says, how much do you think Darren Robinson will be this year, especially as our midfield depth is thin? Uh, uh, I'm not the one to bloody ask on that because I'm I'm not a massive fan of our youngsters, this this second lot of youngsters that are coming through. I don't think he'll feature much at all, to be quite honest. Um, Again, you you know, you can judge him in pre-season. You know, he was one of them that's sort of been kind of coaxed around the first team for the last couple of years but I can't I can't see anything can you Chris no you're shaking no, your head so no I, I can't say I think Bradley Johnson's been brought in to bring a clutch of players through for next season I think I yeah. think they're they're looking for a system that Manu are, are using uh, quite well um, I, I, and I, I think that I think we won't be in any requirements to bring them through to play them. You might see them play in the uh, Papa John's and you may, you know, I don't think you'll see them in the Carabao because we've had a very tough draw against Blackpool, haven't we? So, um, yeah, but it depends how important the cup is. If they go, right, I don't want to play in cups, just want the league one title. Well, we, well what has Paul Warren always said? How, um, oh, yeah, true. I mean, but how many, how... <laughs> You could say those trips to Liverpool, etc., you know, hindered our our progress in League One last season. We had a thin, thin squad. We've still got a thin, thin squad now. And to try and play Carabao, EFL Trophy, FA Cup, and try and win the league, it's a very, very tough ask. It, it, it is, but I, I just don't. I just, I just see more bodies coming through the door quite quickly and I don't think the I don't think the youngsters un, unless he, he, he sacrifices um, one of the trophies quite early he's always said hasn't he that Paul Warren goes into trophies with the intention to go as far as possible because it's consistency of winning it's it's pennies in the pot um, so look let's see let's see um, there is a snippet on X, as it's called now, you know, formerly known as Twitter, but we'll always know it as Twitter. Elon Musk is just obviously doing what Elon Musk does. Um, where the mirror, uh, James Nursery saying that um, actually Blackpool are favourites to land uh, Martin Waghorn now, and that that's because Derby have set their sights on Michael Smith from, from Chef Wednesday, was he at, I believe? Oh right, okay. Um, but no who's to say? Who's to say that uh, they won't go for both? This is very no, true. Going back to the question, no, I don't think you'll see the the youth. No, I can't. 
I don't, he, he made it clear, didn't he, that you know he's he wanted the players of a certain age, and the youth wasn't in that. You know, not unless you're good enough. So we'll soon see. Yeah, I don't know if this is actually James Collins himself, but he calls himself Collo on TikTok, and he says, "Who do you think this season will be our three most important players?" In my opinion, it'll be Corey Smith. He will come into his own in midfield, as well as Sonny Bradley and James Collins. He might have a point. <laughs> to be quite honest, Sonny Bradley, we've not spoke about him. Oh my word, how good is he? Class act, isn't he? Well, let's let's talk about um, Sonny Bradley. Were you surprised that he didn't get the captaincy? Extremely. I, I am. I was. I was very. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what to say about it. Really, you know, he was. We. All, I think we thought he was all brought in to be the captain. Um, but obviously, it's gone to you know the team. The team have voted for Conor Horahan. So I'm, I'm very surprised about that. But what do you make of the fact that Warren said, I don't want to pick the captain or I'll let the team pick the captain? Well, I, I said on, on Radio Derby, I wasn't, I wasn't that... I don't... I, I can see people's point of view about saying, well, if the players choose their person, then that means that, that you know, they're, they're on the pitch for that person, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the, the way I see it... Um, there was a Ed was saying tonight there were or Paul Ward said there was three people that all got votes and we don't know how that vote went. But if you've got nine people selecting Connor Horihan, five selecting Sonny Bradley and three selecting say Craig Forsyth, that means you've got eight players who haven't voted for the captain. The voted for someone else. Which tells yeah. me that the team isn't fully behind that particular individual. Now, look, to me, I always think a manager should choose his captain, full stop. But And you should have a club captain that the players choose to represent them when there is issues surrounding club business. That's what the club captain's job was. And that's why Curtis Davis was such a good club captain, wasn't he? Um, I, I would have given it Bradley all day long. Um, mm. Phenomenal player. And going back down to, to what we were saying previously, Simon, one thing that he'll bring, he'll bring half a dozen goals guaranteed because, yeah. it, you know, he's a, he's a set, set play specialist, him and Nelson. And to an extent, Cashin now, I think between the three of them will bring easily double-figure goals. I won't be surprised if you see half a dozen off each of them. I think you'll see well, that, that's Derby what he wants. guaranteed you know, he wants he wants his defenders to pitch in with goals. Yeah. That's what yeah. he wants. You, you're going to get possibly six apiece off those. Ward will definitely give you between seven and ten goals. Uh, Wilson's going to bring you in three or four, uh, and then you go you go through you go through the whole squad. You, you, you can add them up. Horihan is going to get you double figures. Lang will get you double figures. Barkhazen will get you half a dozen when he's fit. Washington will give you 9 to 12. Collins is going to give you 20. All of a sudden, Waghorn, if he signs, is going to give you 10 to 15. All of a sudden... If you, if you sign that Michael Smith... 19 yeah, goals he, last year, I believe. Yeah. Who played it? Played at Rotherham under Warren, didn't he? Yeah, that, that's... I wonder. I was, I was trying to work out, where's the bloody 
thing coming from that. You know, he's he's perhaps he only Marquee signed, signed him. Potentially, I mean, he signed. When did he sign? He signed for in twenty twenty two, July twenty two. He signed so last season, start of last season. Are we? Yeah, start of last season he signed when he signed a three year deal. So it's going to cost. Now transfer market, we know how reliable that is. Has got him worth half a mil. So, well, James Nurse in the mirror, he's he's normally um, spot on. He's a very good I'd journalist. I'd be quite happy with someone like him. He's a big. He's Matt Smith's brother, isn't he? Yes. Then Matt Smith, the big lanky beanpole that plays for Millwall or played for Millwall, whatever he still does. It's it's his brother, isn't it? Mm. So uh, you know, it's it's, an, it's, again, an, it's 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 a plan B, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's that it's that that player that Warren wants, that someone that I'm sure is going to get I'm in sure the box and get his noggin on it. He probably I'm sure did, he played you know, it wouldn't surprise me. But you know, um, he, that's he looks like he's trying possible. to build a team. He's, he's, let's be honest, he's trying to build a team that he th- he feels is capable of getting out of his division and he's doing it. If he simple, does it with players that, that have got, us out his, got him out of his division before, then so be it. It's not a possession team, is it? Let's no, be honest. I don't, it's, I don't it's, bored it's, of that. I, I I don't want to be disrespectful, but we can't play that kind of football. No, Not in League One. No. And, and, and the For other me, thing that I've you know, noticed... You can't do it. Well, the other thing, Simon, I've noticed this season, I don't know if you've noticed it, where, where the crosses are coming in from, they're coming from literally the uh, a 45-degree angle from the 18-yard box um, top court, you know, the... the, the the, the top corners of the eighteen yard box, and if you if you look at where they're being pinged in from, yeah, so Corey Smith's goal for a classic example. Not, have a look where the ball comes they, from. Jo- um, the, the the goal at the goal at Matlock, the goals at so look where the ball is coming in from. We used to mm. so be paranoid about hitting that byline and and yeah. and bringing it back onto um, runs coming in. Now the ball is going in so early, and I love that. It yeah. doesn't allow any back three or back five to set or settle to clear it. Mm. It puts them. It puts them as facing the ball in the opposite direction because if they're running backwards and that ball is being pinged in from that kind of angle, you are not facing the ball. You're just not, Simon. It's it's a it's and an awful why, ball to defend. And that's why I think Fozzie might be good at wing back, just from his crossing ability alone. Yeah, we've seen him so, do it, and we've you know we've seen him do it so many times under Steve McLaren. He can swing a ball in. Mm. So if, if Elder's not fit and not ready, I'd personally stick Fozzie there. Um, yeah. So just going, we've gone away from the question. So three players that you think will be most important. I think Joe Ward. <laughs> I think Collins, and I think Bradley. Yeah, good point. I'm going to go for. Oh, who is he going for? I'm going to go for Bradley for obvious reasons. Yeah. I think Cashin is an interesting one this year because I think mm. he's got. A, if we eradicate, he's got to eradicate the, the mistakes. Mm. So I'm going for Cashin and and Bradley. I wasn't a mega fan, as you know, of, of Aaron last year, and I love the lad, yeah. but I just thought his season towards the end pitted out. But I think mm. he he looked very sharp in preseason. The third player I'm going for is Corey Smith because I think mm. Corey Smith could be an absolute revelation in that holding role if he's being told to hit that box late, as he did for the goal against Sheffield United, almost like a Brighton-esque type of run. 
that yep. could be very, very interesting because that's a weapon that we did not have last season, a, a late yep. charge from the midfield. So they're the three I'm going to go for. I was um, going to say cool. I was going to say the keeper, but um, <laughs> I, th- I thought Wildsmith looked not Edgy. particularly comfortable against Sheffield no. United. To be honest, yeah, he didn't. He didn't know. He, I don't know what it is. It's, it's. It's. He did the same last season in preseason. Then he sort of adapted a bit. Then he had a bit of a not a barren spell, but a little bit of a shake, few shaky moments when we brought in that lad from Forest Green. So I think it's pressure of being in competition. I think he's sort of going. Well, I was number one. And now someone else is coming in. I might, you know, to me, so it might be, I don't know. Who knows? Good point, though. I'm not, Good point. Good question. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, I don't really like this question, but, I'll, you know, it's, you know, your guys' show. So, AP says, who do you think the, who do you think the player who underperforms the, underperforms the most will be? Oh, okay. No idea. Interesting. So, what he's saying uh, is who, who, who barely lifts a, a, a finger book seems to maintain a position in in, in the team um, I'm really sure. really good question who underperforms well I would say last season um, probably Barkhausen Barkhausen that's exactly who I was going to say again because he, he, he flattered to deceive he started off brilliantly and then quickly ran out of steam and I was really disappointed because I, I really thought that he was a really good signing he had a pedigree yeah. Of the squad we've got now, well, you, it depends on if Mr. Thompson plays, isn't it, for you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not underperforming, though, in my eyes. It's just not very good. No, it's no. harsh. I, I, at, the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're all going to like players. We're all going to not like players. You know, if, if he's in his shirt and he's on the pitch, I'll be behind him, but I'll not. I'm not scared to criticise any player. You know, if Mendes Lang's had a stinker, I'll not, you know, I'll say it. You know, at the end of the day, it's just what we do on this podcast. If, you know, if we think the players play well, we'll tell them. If we think they're not, well, tell them. It, it, that would be a far easier question to answer from last season than, than pre-season 2023-24. So I think mm. that question needs to be put on the back burner until January. That's a far easier question to answer, answer then. <laughs> Definitely. Let, let's yeah. be honest. We, are, we don't even know who else is coming through the door yet. Um, yeah, so, it's... yeah. It's it's a bit like Jake Jake's question. He says, "Who do you think player of the season will be?" I'm like, "That is that again." Oh, you are, I knew you were going to say Collins. I, 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 I just will. I just think he'll have a. I think he. I said he'll score twenty five. Um, yeah. I, I just think the guy is looks unbelievably sharp, unbelievably fit. He's a battering ram. Mm. He can finish a ball. Get that ball. He's got Yuki Ward, Elder Wilson, fit and Fozzy. That guy's got got the best best crossing in the league potentially. You know, if he gets yeah. eight crosses a game in that no man's land slot where he needs it, he's hitting two of them in the back of that every time. Percentages mm. tells you that he's going to get twenty five percent of those, and I'll take that all day long, Simon. You give him you give him the distribution, and we improve his percentage of scoring. And last question: Will Cashin and Bird? It's from Liam. He says, "Will Cashin and Bird stay if we go up?" Uh, well, let's talk about Max Bird first um, before we answer that question. Max Bird, then one year left on his deal with us, same as Cashin. Hull, Liam Rossini, apparently, well, well, not apparently, well, they are interested and they've had a bid rejected. Right move, wrong move. What do you, what are your thoughts, Chris? Um, I said to Ed last night on the radio 
I would take the money if the money was valued as a price that Derby would accept. I don't think Max is a League One player. And I don't mean that disrespectfully at all to Max. I think he's a great kid. I think he's got a wonderful future ahead. But I just don't see League One suiting him. And I just think that if there's a valuation being put on him, which I believe to be around the two million mark with one year left on his contract. Bear in mind, this guy, there's been... I do not understand... In, in, in Derby do not seem to negotiate contracts particularly early, do they? If, if they're so adamant that Max Bird wants to stay and they want him to stay, why haven't Derby come out with an extension now? Well, yeah, let's be honest. When we had Darren Robinson on a, few, a, few, a couple of months back, he mentioned this. Yes. Where's, where's the contract renewals? Why haven't we brought our contract renewals yet? Yes, he found it very strange, didn't he? Yeah, and... I know, obviously, Paul Warren said in his interview, there we go, another plug for it. Again, that's another 50p in my pocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not really. It's BBC, remember? <laughs> um, he, he was on. He said, you know, Jason Knight wanted to go to Bristol City. When he heard Bristol coming from, he wanted to go, so he was never going to stop him as long as the deal was right for the club. And it's the same with Max Bird, and he said he spoke to Birdie. Birdie's, you know, he's not really sort of well, he said that he's not. He's not said he wants to go or anything. However, I'm not being funny, but surely that you, you just go. No, he's not for sale. Don't even bother putting up a bid in. For me, they've just rejected it because it's not what they value. Him at. And I know Warren Correct. was saying that if they get, if they get promoted to the championship, it's worth twelve million to them. Correct. Yeah, but Birdie's not worth twelve million, and is no. he going to help you get to the championship? You know, is he going to well, be that player that well, you you want him to be? But I just, we, I agree with you. I just don't think he is. We we he doesn't said, get enough goals. We said two weeks ago, Simon, on the podcast, and Nick Webster agreed with us, and I thought it was a really good show. We said, if you if you were a neutral League One fan, and you were asked to choose five midfielders, all star midfielders of League One. Would Max Burr's name be mentioned? And I said no. Nick said no, and you said no. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of season he had last last year. He was he doesn't he was, get enough goals. No, he scored that thunderbolt at uh, Cheltenham, didn't he? But ultimately, he was he he was not really seen. He he was innocuous in certain games, and I just think that sometimes your love for a personality and your loyalty to a player brainwashes you into your reality thoughts. And my reality thoughts are that if someone offers you two million for Max Bird with a year left on his contract, with no foreseeable signs of him extending his contract, take it. Because if here's here then, here Simon, Max Bird goes for two million quid. And in return you bring in Michael Smith, Martin Waghorn, and Ryan Woods. Now then, there's you. Let's put the question back out there to the now, fans. The, the, the Ryan Woods thing, obviously, I, I don't. I just saw that on Facebook, um, and I don't know if it's come from a comment from. And I saw someone on the. I think it was a Derby even Telegraph on the thing. Someone put a wine we try and get someone like Mark uh, Ryan Woods from Hull. Now you know if that was the case, it looks like we're doing a similar thing that we did with Knight. Okay, we'll give us cash and give us a player that you don't want anymore. 
I've not seen a great deal of Ryan Woods. I wouldn't know if he's a good replacement or not. You know, so I just, it's, it's, it's difficult for me to cast judgment. But I agree. If someone came in with two million for for Bird, you, you take it. You know, at the end of the day, we've got to recognise now these players are League One players. It does make a difference. I don't care if anyone says that. Down, yeah, it does. You know, I think New, I think is it Newcastle is trying to sign Ward Prowse and Southampton want forty million for him. He's a Championship player now. They're, yeah, they're having, got, the pan, they're, they're having Newcastle's pants down if they're doing that. They've, they've signed their fullback today for forty million from Southampton, but it's, it's crazy. But that's that's Premier League money for you. We, this is league, we're talking League One Championship signings like that don't happen. They just don't. It's you know the. In the day, he's he's played in the championship for what three seasons, two seasons, three seasons since Koku, Koku Rooney, uh, Koku, yeah, so two, yeah, two seasons, weren't it? No, three seasons, yeah, one under Koku or one and a half under Koku, one and a half under under Rooney, and he's played he's played in the championship for three seasons. I think his first season was his best. Other than that. The, the the following weren't great last season again as you said you wouldn't go oh yeah that Max Bird's a decent player because for me he's a midfielder and I know he's played sort of a holding role okay you're playing a holding role but he doesn't score enough okay if he's playing a holding role he, he, he doesn't for me get enough assists or, or anything like that he has sporadic moments but not enough consistent moments if that makes sense spot there on is, there is games where you go, wow, Max Bird, absolutely brilliant today. But then you don't talk about it for the next few weeks. Paul Warren promoted Knighty as his, as his kind of player. And he was an absolute... He, wanted, he wished everybody, he wished he had 11 Knighties, if you remember. What happened to Jason Knight? Sold him. He exactly. Looked, and he's got a similar thing with Bird. Oh, I love Bird. I love Bird. He's always in here. He's always doing it. You know, he's a great, he's it's, great kid it's, and all this. It's classic. It's classic transfer negotiations I personally hmm. believe that Max Bird although it may I thought I found it quite interesting that Max Bird did the EFL preview kicky uppy thing that was online where he had to answer a load of questions and also he's been quite prominent in some of the the promo stuff this week uh, with, with local press as well I, I, I personally I'm, would not be surprised one bit if Max Bird goes. And if that two, if it's genuinely £2 million that Darby are after, and that £2 million brings us three bodies through the door that can cover him with a good midfielder. He openly admitted he's weak in midfield. Mm. And that's that's when you talk about the likes of Corey Smith, Conor Horihan, Max Bird, Louis Sibley. And and he's saying openly on a on a microphone with Radio Derby, he's got he's he's weak in the midfield. Jake Rooney, you could play there. We've, we haven't even discussed yeah. Jake Rooney. Um, I, I just think so I just <laughs> behave. Um, I just think <laughs> I just think Max Bird would would be a great sale at two million quid. I really do. I love Max, and like I said. We can go on about it all night and Derby fans can be bitter about what I'm saying, but this is an opinion show and my opinion is get two million in for him, bring in Smith, bring in Waggon, bring in a third body and it gets us promotion. To me, it's the best bit of business we've done for, for a long time. 
Exactly. We need at the end of the day, we need goals, and if selling Bird means we can get in two two more strikers, I was to say mine wag on, and if the rumors are true, Mark or Smith, and that's what at the end of the day, goals get you promotion. You you not can midfielders. Get, Simon, you can get a creative midfielder of a Max Bird prowess in their early to mid thirties for far less than Max Bird is on, who will give you the same amount of mileage and capacity of 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 possession and strength for one year. Fact. You can. Yeah, agreed. Barry agreed. Bannon yeah. will show, will, will give you um, that all day long. And if someone said to you, if Barry Bannon was available on a free, would you sign him, Simon? Oh, in a heartbeat. Well, there you go. So <laughs> there is players like that out there. You know, if Graham, Graham Sunni's just signed for, for Aberdeen full time, hasn't he? Who? Uh, no. Yeah, is he, is Did you say Graham Sunni's? No, Shinny. Oh, Graham Shinney. Is, is he gone? Has he gone to Aberdeen? Has he gone somewhere else? Anyway, what I'm saying Aberdeen's is, probably, yeah. people like him are available. That type of player are available. Darren Robertson came up with a good point on Monday. There's been 1,800 transfers this year. 1,800 already in the window. You know, yeah. We you, we don't know 80 of those. Never mind 1,800. There is players yeah. out there, so we need to be yeah. stop being hung on Max Bird. It's it's loyalty to his name and loyalty to the fact that he's been with us from a kid. We are a business and the business is we've got to get promotion. And if he brings in cash that acquires three players in, then it's good business. If he stays, he's got my absolute back in and I'll be screaming from the, um, from the terraces, promoting him and pushing him and, and cheering him on. But I believe business is business. And if David Klaus is as good a businessman as he says, and Paul Warren is as good as a recruiter as he says, he'll be out the door, I'm afraid. Was it was it Crooks that he had in midfield for Rotherham? Yeah. Adam was it Adam Crooks, is it? Adam Adam Crooks. So you look at him and you go, never heard of him. Now you know exactly who he is because of the performance. Because one it's performance. Yeah, yes. That, that's what I mean. So that's where I sort of, I don't know where he came from, um, <clears throat> but what I'm saying is he was on, you know, every, uh, every, you know, well, not every, but Derby fans noticed him, put it that way. They know who he is. If someone said to you now, Adam Crooks, you know who it was. Yes. And I don't, you know what I mean? And that's what you're not getting with someone like Max Bird because, you know, who's Max Bird? Oh, he's, I don't know. Who is he? Who, who's the and, lad who, who, could, who, Place for Burton in, in the middle, who we really rate. Is it Powell? Nick Powell? No, not Nick Powell. He's, to think he's, he's played for Wigan, didn't he? Yeah. The Burton have got a really good midfield I was really keen on from last year. I'll, I'll quickly Google. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is going to do some Googling. Um, midfield. Oh, sorry, I've got it here. Uh, can't see any Powell's in there, mate. Oh, Joe Powell, you mean? Yes, I can. Joe Powell. That's him. Twenty-four years age of age. That's him. Yeah, he was a little. He was a little fighter. He were, wasn't he? Little scrapper. Yeah, I see. Stoke did the business. And Scunthorpe. Ah, oh, well, it's pre-season, mate. It means nothing. Anyway, so yeah, um, we both agree, and then that we'd sell Max Bird and for around two million. You know, so yeah. So yeah, um, moving on then. Finally, um, because we are running out of time now, Wigan. 
The opening game of the 23-24 season is on Saturday. A packed Pride Park that shall be. Um, what, what are you expecting, Chris? I'm expecting Wigan to have high possession. They still have a very good strike force at the moment whilst they're holding on to them. How long that happens with their problems, who knows? Um, but I think it's going to be a nervy start because obviously the pressure and the expectation, let's be honest. Oh, I didn't realise that Charlie White playing for him. Yeah, yeah. I wanted be- him. I wanted him. He was at, he, where was he at? He was at, was he at Sunderland, weren't he? Yeah, he was. 26 goals at some daft like that, or in 45 games for Sunderland in uh, 2021. I thought he was class added. I wanted him. Big style. Good player. Good striker. Saying that, though, he had, a sh- he had a wank season last season with, with Wigan. Was that a technical but... term? <laughs> uh, Forgot no. where I was then. Oh, well. No. Yeah, Wigan are going to have 60% possession. I think Derby will be around the early 40s. I think that's the way we're going to play this year. Um, we're going to be a counter-attacking side. I just think they expect they keep people keep saying don't don't put pressure and expectation on them. We're Derby County, you know, fans. Let's be real. Let's, let's be realistic. We all go there on Saturday with an absolute expectation of 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 winning this league. I do. Mm. And well, I think that it, uh, I, f- I a very high majority of the 30,000 there are expecting the Derby to do big things this year. I think we, the big, there's bigger tests than Wigan out there in their first five games. I think Oxford will be tough. I'm glad, I'm glad you said because that's who that's who Warren reckons will be up there. Warren reckons Oxford have, have built well and they'll be the, one of the teams that you've got to watch as, as promotion favourites. Which I found found very interesting, to be honest. Um, but hey, but yeah, um, I, I agree. You know, at the end of the day, this um, the whole when you listen to the interviews with Paul Warren, etc., and people in the club, that all you know, they and you and you see the um, they've released the new "This Is Derby" or whatever it is on YouTube, whatever. And it's all about winning promotion. And Paul Warren said, if he if he doesn't get his team promoted or to the playoffs and go up via the playoffs this season, it's on him. And he would not be surprised if he got sacked, if that happened. So he set his standards high. He set where he wants to, where he wants his club to be. And that is, you know, pretty much top of the league. But it's mental though, isn't it? Because we've got um, Wigan who came down. We've got Blackpool who came down, albeit that's in the cup. Um, and we've got Peterborough that obviously failed in the playoffs. I've actually think we've got a pretty tough start, you know. It's a it's an unbelievably tough start. If you look at it, you go, okay, we've got. We've, I'll ignore the Blackpool in the cup game, but we've got Wigan. Obviously, came down from the championship. Burton hit us away, hit and miss, very hit and miss. Oxford, who again underdog. I think they'll be they they've recruited really well this year. Hmm. Um, Fleetwood, another team that I think got money. Money. Well, they turned down a bit for Jack Marriott, didn't they? Mm. Obviously, then Peterborough away, Bolton away, and then we've got Northampton at home, which obviously they came up. And then we end well. We, well, September then is um, is, um, uh, is Portsmouth at home. So we've got a really tough start. I feel, and I think. Do you know what? Having a start like that, 
could actually potentially help gauge where we're going to be this season. When you've got the likes of Burton away, uh, Peterborough away, Bolton away, if you can get, you know, I know, I know I said Burton, but we know we're like Burton away. It tends to, we tend to go there. It's scrappy. It's horrible. You know, even Burton, we've won there, have we? Not, I don't think. Uh, we got beat the very first time we played them uh, yeah. in the championship, one nil. We, we drew. drew I, I think we've drawn, haven't we? We got yeah, we got smashed there three one or something, didn't we? Under so, Gary it's a tough start, but do you know what? I'd, I want a tough start, Simon. Mm. We need to see. We, I, I'm not one for. You know, don't get me wrong. It's how you finish, not how you start. I get that. Yeah. But I would, I would like to be a football club that's got 15 points on that board after six games. Oh yes. Yeah. So I'd like to be not, not in panic so early, but I would like to be. I'd like to be command for once. I want to be a Derby County Football Club who is commanding position, and yeah. we have a squad in this weakened division, but it, it can command a top two posi- position and place from from the very start. Why not, Simon? Look, That's what I say. <laughs> well, yeah. That's what Plymouth did. Plymouth did that from the start last season. They had the momentum. They used that momentum to carry on. Yes, they had a little minor slip, I think, February time. But it didn't cost them because of how good a start they had. So, uh, I agree. Let's get let's have, a, let's have a toughish start. Let's see where we are. Let's get three or four wins out of the first five games. And just build on it. Because if, I, I just feel, I think if we can get momentum... And we can establish ourselves as one of the team to beat in this league. I think, I think, we'll, I think we'll, that that would, that would do nothing but help us, because I think we'll thrive under it. And I think the fans will, you know, if the fans are thriving, if the fans are going, well, this team, this is this is happening now. That we're going, the, the fans will push them over over the line. Whereas if we have a bit of a dull start. Then it picks up, and then it goes down again, like last season. It gets frustrating. The fans started off very frustrated because we all went, "We're going to piss this league. We're going to water this league." You Me know. included. You included, yeah. And we didn't, so we got dead frustrated. Obviously, we started picking up a few wins. Racine gets a sack. Warren comes in. The momentum lifts. All of a sudden, we're winning the league again, and then obviously we had a big slump, and we just struggled to get out of it. So I think we need to have a good start. And that, that obviously starts on Saturday with Wigan. So, Chris, then, starting lineup, who are you going with? Well, we, we said that we both we both thought that Vickers would... would. It was interesting that, that Wildsmith played all 90 minutes against Sheffield United, mm. which is an obvious to me. I yeah, think I if think Vickers plays... I, I agree. Yeah. So, Wildsmith is... So, we got that one wrong. Um I think it'd be a back three. I think it'd be Nelson, Bradley, Cashin. Yep, can't argue with that. Uh, who are you going with wing backs? Me, I'm going Fozzy and Ward. Oh, interesting. I don't think he'll go Fozzy. I think he'll go Ward, and I think he'll do a fitness test on Wilson. I think if Wilson isn't fit, I think he'll go. Um... I know you're going to say. I know you want to say. <sighs> I want to say your mate. I know you do. I know. But I know you do. 
I don't know if he'll go with experience. I'm going to go with Fozzie. I'm going to go with you. I think he'll go with experience. I think Ward, <laughs> Fozzie, and those three at the back is one hell of a bat. For, uh, is 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 very very strong. Fozzie was it, absolutely buzzing to come on at wing back. Yeah, one set after that game. It's a force, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so they they I'll go with you on that. Ward and Fozzie. Midfield three then. It's got to be Horahan in there because he's captain. Horahan Smith. It's going to be Bird, isn't it, if he's around? Yeah, you you would have thought that. Well, that, looking at the midfield, that's all we've really got. You know, unless well, we got Rooney. Put... You got Rooney fit, haven't you? Rooney, Sibley's unfit. I think Rooney, Rooney would play and, and Thompson, but I can't. I think Thompson Rooney can there. play that holding midfield role, no problem at all. I think that's still. I still think that'll end up being his position long term in his in his career. And then. Strikers and they're up front. Collins surely is one of them. Mendes, Lang, and and Collins. Hmm. I'm I think, interested. I'm torn. I, I, well, I, well, who else? Who, who else do you think as a as a possibility? I don't Why think not? Washington. I don't think Washington. Uh, Washington will be on the bench. He's not ready. I'm just. I wonder if if Wagon signs. Does he start? No. Do you not think so? No, that's a so, lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure to put on him. I think he would be <laughs> he would be better off on his debut being introduced at sixty minutes, seventy minutes, and having a cameo twenty minute role to really yeah, the get crowd, in. The crowd would really get behind him. The crowd you, were immense yeah, you, when he came you don't back want at starting and being overwhelmed with it all. You know, you know, this is the club that he's played more games for than anyone else is in his career. He's, he's settled in the area. His son plays for the academy. He coaches around the academy. His, his wife's heavily involved. I wouldn't start him personally. I'd bring him on as a cameo. Uh, so I'm going to go for Mendes Lang and Collins. And then yeah. the bench. Uh, the bench that I pretty much still at the moment picks itself, doesn't it? <laughs> Anyone that's left. <laughs> Anyone that's left, yeah. Thompson will be on there. Brown will be on there. Vickers will be on there. Um, Rooney will be on there. Uh, possibly Waghorn if he signs. Um, yeah, and then then you're struggling. Robinson, yeah. Robinson maybe, mm. and Bra- maybe Brown, maybe Brown. And the score. Right, Final then score. Oh, score <laughs> prediction. Oh, God, go on, Sam. You go it. first. I- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna match last year's opening score I'm going to go 1-0 and I'm going to go with uh, James Collins start start I know yeah you you had the chance you had the chance turn coat you you had the chance it's going it's going to all right I'll tell you what no I'll I'm going to go 2-0 I'm going to go Collins and I'm going to go Joe Ward debut goal wow that's a great shout I, I'm going to go one nil, Curtis Davis. <laughs> Standard last season. Standard Curtis, last year. Just ringing him up now. Curtis, yeah. can you come Curtis, back from Cheltenham, yeah. please? I, I'm going to go one nil, James Collins. I think that it'll be a really nervous game. Mm. I think this there's going to there's going to be ex- expectation. Wigan need to get rid of that eight points deduction as quick as possible, and I think. For me personally, they've had it's Gary Colwell, isn't it? Their manager. Um, he's been there now. He's established there now. He's had a pre-season with them. He knows the limitations. 
he will go to get, eradicate that eight points as quickly as possible while he's got bodies in in the door because that squad could easily be decimated between now and the transfer window ending depending on the situation they're in as a club. So yeah. if he can get that eight points eradicated within the first four or five games at the risk of losing three or four players at the end of the transfer window, he puts his club in with a realistic chance of survival, don't he? So I think it's going to be a tough game. So I'm going 1-0, James Collins, um, 80th minute. And that's it. We're back. We're done. The season starts Saturday. I can't wait for it. I'm gutted that I'm missing the first game. Absolutely devastated. Disgusting. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. I can't help it that someone booked a holiday the first week of the season. Oh, yeah. But I've got my season tickets now. They've all come through the post, all four of them. So happy days. Um, but yeah, so I won't be here next week. Chris is planning on doing one next Friday night, aren't you? Yes, yes. And I I'll should post to... up next Saturday. Yeah, I'll. Uh, you could do the editing. I'll do the interview. It's going to be it's going to be a really interesting show with a guest that, that uh, we can sort of we'll, we'll confirm during the week. But everything looks good for that. And also, keep your eyes peeled because you've asked for it. Well, I put it out there, but we will go live on TikTok um, at some point this season and in the next couple of weeks. Really, I think. Um, we'll go live on TikTok so you guys can join in live with us. We can answer questions, etc., chat about whatever. Um, obviously, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah. Um, again, you guys on TikTok, thank you so much for your questions and comments. Remember, you can follow me at The Rams Writer on TikTok. Chris, are you, on, you are on TikTok now, yeah? I am. Do you I even am. know you I think Do you I, even know you? Uh, Chris, a Ram Writer. Uh, Rams Writer, sorry. Right, yeah. At Chris Holt one eight zero two is your TikTok yeah. one. If you want to follow me on or follow the podcast on Facebook, it's the Rams Writer Podcast. If you want to follow Chris on X or Twitter, whatever you call it, it's uh, DCSE underscore CMH. So as always, guys. Oh shit! I almost pulled my headphones out then, a bit early, but hey ho. Uh, so Chris, as always, mate. Thanks for thanks for joining me tonight. Love it, mate. And always good to talk and. Uh... Whether we're loved or hated with our opinions, it's always nice to get such a great uh, following on the show and long may it continue. So thanks to all the uh, people who are listening on us. It's it's great to know that we've got a good fan base that are consistently wanting our uh, our opinions. The, uh, yeah, basically what he said. So yeah, thank you guys all for listening. Um, <laughs> remember to like, share and subscribe. Remember to comment as well when we post it, if you like the show, what you didn't like. If you disagree with any of our points, we like having a debate. Chris does anyway, especially. He loves having a bit of a debate on, oh, yes. on the on the Twitter. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, until then, guys, uh, we shall see you next time and hope for a win at the weekend. Start the bang. Start has been to go on. See you next time, guys. And as always, come on, Derby.